Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Good Intention Show, coming to you live on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions one intention at a time. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Yes, this is the Good Intention Show, where you will meet people who live life intentionally and hear about things they're not telling you in the mainstream media. And now, here's the truth seeker, the snake charmer, a legend in his own mind, broadcasting live all over the universe, your host, Mr. Tim Ray. Welcome, welcome to the Good Intention Show. I am Tim Ray, your host on the UI Media Network, and we have a show for you today. I have Alan Cohen. He'll be in-house via Zoom, and we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, EQ, and how we can use our EQ to find our purpose here. Come on, everybody needs a purpose, right? What's your purpose? Playing video games all day long? No, I don't think so. Going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to bed? No, I don't think so. We all here for much higher reasons. No matter eliminating our distractions and getting down to that, and we use our intelligence, our emotional intelligence, to be able to actually find why we're here. So stay tuned. Right now, I want to say hello to our WDJY listeners, 99.1, as well as our WTTA 101.2, and also our app listeners. Go to UIMediaApp.com. If you haven't already, get that on your phone. Put that on your screen. It's free for now, so do it while you can. On top of that, I want to say hello to all our YouTube of our fans and subscribers. YouTube, really, uh, we're revamping. I don't know if you know that, Otis. We're revamping our whole YouTube channel. We're coming out strong for 2000, 2000. Go ahead, Waii. Yeah, I was going to say, I've been looking forward to it. Yeah, we actually, we shut it down for a little bit because we needed to um, revamp it. And so it's going to come out with a bang. And so people are like, hey, I can't see these shows anymore. I'm like, well, you know, take a little Christmas break. When YouTube comes <laughs> back, we get to learn how to, you know, manipulate it now because they're screening everything. They're censoring everything. I know. You know so, but that's why we have our app. You have media app, guys. Go check it out as well. And don't forget today, later on, one of my favorite shows, My Design Life. We have, uh, you know, uh, Tanya MK, uh, MFK, right? She has Linda Monk on. They'll be discussing journaling to prevent burnout. You know what? It makes sense to me. Getting stuff out of your head onto some paper, now there's more room in your head, you know? And so you can avoid burnout. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool thing to do. Yeah, I keep saying I want to start journaling, but uh, I have not, so I guess I'm going to watch that show. <laughs> I'd rather watch it than write it. <laughs> does it come out when you watch something, or does it go in? I don't exactly. know. I might be doing it backwards. 
But uh, we also, don't forget, we have an Awake in Atlanta. Shannon and myself will be there in the morning. We have an excellent, excellent show. We have Shay Levingston. She'll be live in studio. And she is the love doctor. She'll be talking about love relationships. The whole show is on holiday love. No, what's that feeling? Getting that feeling back. You know that song, you lost that, lost the feeling? Well, we're going to get it back for you tomorrow. To wake up with us tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. to 9 Eastern time. If you're in New York, like our new friend Alan Cohen, you can catch us live right then and there. Or just wake up in California. Just wake up early at 4 o'clock in the morning. What's the big deal? Honestly. Guys, give me a break. Um, on top of that, I think we got a few more things. Well, I'm really excited. And one thing I want to mention, too, I'm really excited about our new launch of our website, which Tanya McCase is assisting us with. It's going to be in January, I believe. And it's going to be pretty fascinating, maybe later in January. And uh, I'm so pumped up about it because it's going to offer so many opportunities for people uh, who are trying to get the good word out on the good intentions, as well as um, you know, learning how you can get into media. You get into the media. Speak one to many. How about those apples? All right. Well, without further ado, let's bring in our very special guest, Alan Cohen. He's an executive coach and team consultant. Also, check this dude out. He was the marketing the brains and the, and the marketing team that actually launched a Harry Potter book series. You guys are Harry Potter fans. This is the guy you want to talk to because you're probably a fan because of him. Maybe not the book, but because of him because he marketed it right. You know, it's all about content. Alan, and he's done much more. He just did a TEDx and we'll talk about here as well. But Alan, welcome to the Good Intention Show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Listen, uh, I'm just so glad you're on the East Coast, man. And from from my original state where I was born, so New York City. Uh, so, Alan, I just uh, I really love what you're up to and what you're doing because not many people talk about emotional intelligence. We're so, you know, even our psychology and our psychiatry is based on the intellect. Although it never started out that way. I mean, psychology was uh, the study of the soul originally, and then it turned into the study of the intellect. Thank you, uh, all the rest of the folks there. But but you bypass that. Now I think it's swinging back, right? But you bypass what I consider probably the most level of intelligence, and I always break it down three different levels of intelligence. You got – well, four, really. You got the, you got the uh, IQ, right? Then you have your, your, your intelligence, your book smart intelligence. Then you have your common sense, which is not so common. Then you got your street smarts, right? Um, but you throw in emotional intelligence, I think that kind of flavors almost every one of them, especially when you get the street smarts and common sense. But um, describe first for us, if you don't mind, Alan, how do you even, when you sit down and explain this to somebody, you know, you got a certain level of emotional intelligence, how do you even start the conversation? Sure. So so I think it's, it, first, it's important just to, to get a, a general understanding of what, what emotional intelligence is. And uh, and I think that people often feel that it's sort of you know it's it's soft skills and it's it, it's a little um, uh, it's a little esoteric but but actually emotional intelligence is a set of social and emotional skills that help us in all aspects of our life and it's really about how how we use emotions to help us navigate our world whether it's problem solving or managing stress or our, our relationship to reality, um, our impulse control. There's so there's so many aspects of EQ which make it a really powerful tool. Um, the the what's interesting is the uh, the recently the world uh, the World Economic Forum uh, s- s- believes that EQ skills are now going to be among the top five 
most important skills in business. So for a long time, I think people did think that IQ um, and and cognitive uh, cognitive abilities and 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 uh, job technical job skills were more important than anything. But now it's believed that EQ is really going to be what separates. The, the men from the boys and the women from the girls and, 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 and everything and everything else. Well, that's great news yeah. to hear, actually, because I always thought, you know, uh, I think I missed the IQ boat, at least, you know, uh, <laughs> I was I was always in those they, they, back the back in the day. They called them, the, you know, the smart classes and the dumb classes. You know, I was always in the dumb classes, you know, the same grade, but I was always the guy, you know, and I don't know. It could have been my attention deficit or other things, but, you know, I was a pretty smart, dude. But I think I had more of an EQ than an IQ. But with that being said. Um, you mentioned one thing about impulse control, and I, and I just want to spend a minute on that, if you don't mind, because I think at this point in, in our history, thank you, technology and cell phones. And, uh, you know, I, I think with anything, EQ could be used as it could it could help you or it could even hurt you, you know. Uh, Absolutely. So let's Absolutely. Let, let's talk about the EQ as the dark side. Let's talk about let's talk about Star Wars. Let's talk sure. about the dark side of EQ the here for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so great question. So, so impulse control is our ability, our will, our willingness to delay um, an initial temptation to do or say something, and uh, to filter out our, our expression as as appropriate. And I, you know, we in with EQ we measure all of these different aspects of uh, of, of EQ. And for me, impulse control is actually one of my lowest uh, is where I score the lowest. So it's something that I. I intentionally work on on a daily basis. And and to your point, some of that like low impulse control works really well for me mm. because I get an idea. I, I don't delay. I go for it. Right. As an entrepreneur, um, I don't take a lot of time to, to kind of weigh it. And, you know, if I see it and it excites me, I do it. And, and I lead with with passion around it. But it also, you know, they say every asset can be an asset if it's overused. And <laughs> right. for me, like that also, it also gets me into a buttload of trouble because I will say yes without thinking things through and then I overcommit. Um, I, you know, I can often put my foot in my mouth because yep. I don't have, because I, I, I lack a filter. Yep. So I say something that I think is really funny in the moment, but I'm not always thinking, taking into consideration how it might land with other people. So I, um, I actually like to partner with people who have greater impulse control than myself because, um, it balances it out. And, uh, and I think, so any of these aspects of EQ, you know, they have a low, medium and a high, and then an overused. And we just want to want to look at what's the appropriate level, it, it, given what the circumstances are. No, it's a great point you're saying, Alan, because because uh, a lot of people today have impulse control or immediate gratification, especially the younger generations coming in who, you know, yeah. that millennial mentality. I need it now. Want I want to watch it when I want to watch it when I want to want to experience right. it, right? And which right. is good. I think it's changed our whole consumer focus, has it not? Literally, I mean, let's look yeah. at our TVs or. Or, or what we do on the mainstream media, you know, mainstream media is dying, radio is dying, television uh, programming is dying, you know, it's, it's the Roco, it's the it's yeah. the new podcast, right, is really up and coming because people want it. So their example of a changing, but but like like you said, with emotional intelligence, the dark side, if you even will call it that, the impulse control, um, and you, like you said, you were able to use your impulse control for the most part for to be a bet, be a, a benefit for yourself. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. folks, um, I think get lost in that. I can't tell you how many people right now, and it's not 
like teenagers. I mean, people in their 20s, 30s, people in their 40s are sitting right now home playing video games, you know, or, or caught up into that, like, that dopamine uh, reaction right. solution there. Right. What does that do? Right. Do you know anything that that does to your emotional intelligence over time? You know, I'm not sure about the, the brain science uh, involved in all of that, but I do think, I, to your point, I think the the dopamine, the adrenaline rush, the, the the immediacy, social media. You know, if you already have, if you already pre, um, uh, if you, you have lower impulse yeah. control, then right. like you're sort of a sitting, duck. you're a sitting duck, for, <laughs> right? To sort yeah. of to to engage where you maybe yeah. want to take a step yeah. back. Uh, it's yeah, it's it can feel very addictive right well you know people right. with your... i do actually think that's interesting low um i think that there are probably studies about people who have addictive natures um low impulse control is probably a strong part of that right well. yeah and I, i'd love to learn, learn more about how eq actually responds but we'll, we'll talk about that but with some with your resume yeah. i mean you've done so much alan you could tell that you don't have any issues with uh getting caught up into not moving forward in your life with what you want to do <laughs> I mean, my God, right. you look at what you've done. I mean, you've worked for companies like MetLife, American Express, uh, Tiffany's, NBC, uh, countless PR agencies, um, you know, uh, and, you, and you also, you, you're using process methods that uh, vest to like emotional intelligence and the, MMR, the Myers-Briggs, right? The Myers-Briggs, yeah. can, is, you, is that your best indicator how to measure somebody's emotional intelligence? No, it's actually very different. The okay. Myers-Briggs really looks at a person's personality Okay. And um, and you know they're it's 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 very Jungian. It's like there are these sixteen different uh, sixteen different preferences, and uh, you know things think of them as like rooms in a house where we like to hang out. You know, yeah. I like to yeah. hang out more in the living room than right. in the dining room. Right. So we have preferences that define our personalities, and it's generally thought of as fairly fixed. Um, our personalities are our personalities, and they don't really change over time, not significantly. Right. Um, as we as we evolve, we become more of the person that we truly are. That's mm -hmm. our personalities. We, we move toward them. Emotional intelligence is very fluid, so uh, you 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 can choose what you want, what aspects of EQ you want to work on, what what muscles you want to strengthen, what's strong enough, and and. Uh, and and what was situationally where you want to where you want to go? What, what would be the best indicator? Because I do think that if people could get measure their emotional intelligence, they will be able to see where they are. Like you said, on impulse control, where am I on whatever it may be? Because then once you kind of learn the tools that you already have built in, then you can know which ones you need to work on or or emphasize and and not emphasize the other, right? Yeah. So uh, so there's a there is an assessment that measures. Uh, our EQ and, and all those different, those 15 different aspects of it. And it also gives you a, a, a total score. So if people are interested in that, they can certainly reach out to me. Um, but that gives you a great snapshot in time in terms of, of, of where you are. And then you get to choose like, hey, like maybe, maybe my impulse control is working really well for me. Right. Um, right. You know, if yeah. you queried my friends, they may say it's not working so well for them, but it's, you know, it's working, working well for, for me. me. And then so I, then I get to decide what I want to work on. And and, um, right. and there are, are tools and, and techniques that can help you build in those areas. Well, we're going to take a first quick break here. Uh, but before we do, so you are so people reached you, Alan, they could actually you could help measure their EQ. I, I can. 
Oh, wonderful. I can. So, one-stop shopping. I love it, guys. We're talking to Alan Cohen, <laughs> executive coach, team consultant, and EQ analyzer. Uh, and we're going to tie in, when we get back from break here, uh, how we can use our emotional intelligence to help us with our purpose, our purposes here in this in this three-dimensional world for this 80-year span or whatever it is these days. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 30 seconds, I promise. And right now, share this on Facebook. Get it out there. Show Facebook. We're not going to be censored. Get it out there. Share it right now. We'll see you in a minute. If you could design your life to be exactly how you want it, what would it look like? What could you do? And where would you start? Join me, Tanya MFK, as we explore and test the newest science, methods, and trends for creating a life you love today. Catch us right here on the UI Media Network page every other Monday at 3 p.m. EST. You can also find us at WTJY 99.1 FM, WTTA 101.2, Top 10 FM, Spreaker, on the My Life Design Podcast, Binge Networks TV, IGTV, and at the tip of your fingertips streaming on UIMediaApp.com. Your Sunday starts today. See you there. Welcome back to The Good Intent Show. I'm Tim Ray, your host, all on the UI Media Network. And wait for our new website coming out in January, theunitedintentions.org. It's going to blow your mind. So we are talking to Alan Cohen. He's the executive coach, team consultant, but also done so many fascinating things. He just did a TEDx. It was a TEDx or TED Talks. What was it? I did a TEDx. Oh, excellent. I did a TEDx. In uh, in good old Harrisburg, PA. Oh wow, Harrisburg, PA. I love which, Pennsylvania. Which is a really cool place, and I recommend it highly. Right. Their, their uh, government offices are are gorgeous, right. historic, and beautiful. Uh, Benjamin Franklin didn't he was be over there? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Right. I know. Uh, I, or was I know Philly? That... Maybe it was Philly. Never mind. Maybe it was Philly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Alan, we're. Well, I'll talk. I want to talk a little bit about what you talked about at the TEDx, but also we left sure. off discussing how uh, we can me- measure our emotional intelligence, and you have a way of doing that. I assume that. Um, and so people can reach you, and we'll get your information. Guys, I want to learn more from Alan. Um, make sure you put up his uh, – Otis, you put up his way to contact him. What's the best way to contact you, Alan? You just – just uh, my website is www.alansamuelcullen.com. Okay, wonderful. And um, so – as we get, we figure out what we're made of emotionally, and we could use this towards um, what we want in our life. How do you? How do you? How can you? And how have you tied that to people's, you know, reason why they're here? One of the reasons, I'm sure there's many reasons, but one of the main reasons that's going to really kind of open themselves up to where they're they're just being their best of who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so are you talking about per, the purpose? The purpose, yes. The, the purpose discussion, yeah. yes. So, so I think that there are a lot of different aspects of EQ, which 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 can help lead us to greater clarity around purpose. Uh, at the at the most basic, I think it's it's our our own emotional self awareness. So, so to to understand what lights us up, what brings us joy, and and to not to not extinguish it, to, to, to really lead from that place of, of inspiration. What, um, uh, I think that that, that sort of at the most basic is, is, is how EQ can help in terms of purpose. Um, but I think also, um, I, I think 
self-regard um sort of where we are uh, so so to self-regard as an aspect of eq um which is kind of our oh, self-esteem you know, sort of, right self-esteem so self-esteem is an aspect of self-regard but okay. self-regard is also a it's a it's to re realist to 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 respect yourself um for for your weak strengths and your weaknesses right so ah. so so to sort of take in the whole the whole view of yourself so so to 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 recognize where your strengths are what you're good at um and and to allow that to to factor into your sense of purpose um self-actualization is also um an, an aspect of eq which is which is continuing to learn um you know, i sort of associate it with like a growth mindset um and and then social responsibility is also a, a, there's also an aspect of that in eq which is just uh, uh, being part of some a, a system that's greater than just ourselves so so i think that there so go, um, go, go there, back go back to that again Alan. so you said self-regard yeah. You know, you said, uh, and there's two other ones. You were, go ahead, read, read, read them. I said so, self regard, emotional self awareness, awareness, um, social responsibility. Social responsibility. Uh, okay, those were three. Um, I think also emotional expression. Emotional. Right. Expression. So, so you know, you think about um, how movements are. You know, movements are started out. You know, it's generally people speaking from a place of passion, and uh, and sharing sharing themselves with the world and and the self-regard piece would be not really caring like if people think that you're a nut job right <laughs> just like knowing just knowing who you are right. and then putting it out in the world and and then attracting other people who who believe in what you believe or, or connect to your energy i think that that's um i think that that is how we begin to live a more purposeful life it see it um, seems almost more like uh you're really like in the self-regard, you're looking at your strengths overall where you, once you do this kind of an, a self-analysis, let's say, you kind of see where you are. And based on where you are, um, finding more of what your purpose, what you're, you're driven to do, what would maybe be the quickest and easiest way to get there, you could make that determination. Um, but what about what about this connection that you said energy in a minute ago? So what about this connection where people feel like they're supposed to have this spiritual purpose? Can this actually assist you in EQ, assist you in finding a you know more esoteric purpose here? Because then you know, there's, there's is there science behind that, or is it just no holds barred? Anything goes at that point. You can do whatever you want. Well, I, well, I think that I think that's where we I think that's where people get tripped up mm -hmm. in terms of purpose, where they feel like if they don't, you know, if they're not present to this really strong spiritual connection, or if they're if they don't if they don't are not motivated to like change the world or to solve some, some <laughs> global problem, then, you know, then they're, they're a sham or they're <laughs> selfish or self-centered. Yeah. You know, maybe your purpose is just providing for your family or your loved ones, or, you know, maybe it's, it's, it's something much more local. It doesn't necessarily have to have to have global, have to have global impact. I think as we, most of us, I, I you know, if we're lucky as we get older, um, we start, start thinking more about legacy and about about the 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 mark that we want to make in the world and realizing that you know we're just here for a minute and then you know and what do we want to do with that that could have have greater impact but i've also heard people say i don't really care what happens after i die right, right? i'm dead yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so i you know for me as i as i approach the the, the ripe old age of 59 soon to be 60 <laughs> um it, it matters a great deal to me that i uh, that that i live a 
um, live a good life, uh, uh, not good in terms of creature comforts, but impact, you know that I'm, impact. A, I'm a, yeah, impact that I'm a good person that um, that that I've changed some lives, um, you know, and and uh, in perpetuity, that's that that's what matters to me. I don't think I would have said that as a younger man. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's something that's become more more um, important to me, especially also now that we're facing so many world issues. issues and, right. Well, yeah. you know, you know. Speaking of that, because I, I do think it's confusing for people, Alan, that as they find more of their purpose or purposes, whether it's a spiritual awakening purpose or driven, or if it's just uh, a physical experience here in the world of, like you said, taking care of your house, family, whatever it may be. Um, I think everyone has their own purpose or purposes, and yes, we use our emotional intelligence or even whatever you know other intelligences too to perhaps let that unfold in our lives. But when when it comes to like, um, when you're in a, uh, as you as you as you said, as you get older, you see things more from a fifty thousand viewpoint rather than being lost in the drama. You kind of become more the observer of what you're going through than the than the than the than the guy in the in the drama creating and adding to it, right? Um, right. And so and so when when you when you kind of I don't know, say switch or you 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 progress into that dire- direction as you get older. And you see, um, I guess, more singularly of what's most important to you. Um, how, 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 can, how, can you, how can you describe that level of purpose at that point, more that singular purpose? Like, you may just give love to my friends, you know, whatever, whatever it boils down to. How, do you, how can you describe that without bringing some aspect of a spiritual, energetic perspective into that, into that, into that new belief system. So, so is the question then how how does one identify purpose without if, yeah, without without us without, without a sense of spiritual connection? or energetic? Yes, because I, I, to me, it just it seems like as you older you get, you know, people like you, you hear it all the time. Oh, I found God. I you know I had this moment, or this mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Don't worry about that. It's just people become a little more. Uh, aware and open and like i said from a bigger observer perspective and i think i've seen it over and over again i'm just curious your perspective do you think people can do that with and they may not recognize it's a spiritual experience but do you think they could do that without having that moment of of awakening i i think you just hit it on the head and i think we're i think we're having spiritual experiences um every moment of every day we're just not necessarily present to that the miracle of the finding it happening way. yeah and and so i you know at the most basic i think it was we all we all need to, to carve out some space to be more present to the miracle happening those miracles happening in real time whether it's your connection to nature or to music or listen you go to a movie you go to a movie and you and you cry you know you're ha- i believe you're having a spiritual you're having a spiritual connection and and you're having a spiritual event um in terms of just your your connectedness to what's happening outside of you that's right. resonating inside of you so i i think um I, you know do i believe that you have to have sort of a god presence in your life to identify purpose or i i don't i don't know about that but i do think that you need to be i think mindfulness um mindfulness and purpose go pretty hand in hand you know, I, I, it's a good point, and I think I don't want to get lost in definitions. Like, for example, Robert uh, mentioned right here, uh, he's listening through uh, the app or through Facebook. He says, as I work from my from my place of purpose, 
It is a very spiritual experience, a very joyful one also. And and as I let energy flow through me towards those that I'm serving. So, I, you know, I would even say energetically more so yeah. uh, than, like you said, God. And I think we yeah. I think we label all things, whatever, and I think we're evolving to a point where there's right. something more going on. Uh, yeah. Are we playing in this level of en- sea of energy here, of spirituality? Like you said, every day something could be a spiritual experience. Depends mm-hmm. on your perspective about what you want to use. Mm-hmm. But whatever mm-hmm. we define it as, I, I do think um, – do you think, I should ask, uh, do you think that – do you think that it's sh- that this level of awakening to this something more than us, this energy, the spiritual, do you believe that that's helping guide beyond the veil or in our life, our purpose and what it's unfolding? Or do you think it's all within ourselves, or we intellectualize our own purpose and create that? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't think it's ever been asked, asked in that way. And I think that it's, I don't know that we can find that we necessarily find purpose in isolation. Mm. Um, you know, I think that it's a, it, it, it's through a connection to other people. It's a responsiveness to other people. Um, you know, it's, 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 it, it, I said it earlier, I think it has that it happens outside of us and it happens inside of us. Right. I don't know if I'm answering the question. No, 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 you know, you, you're no, asking you're... me some good stuff. <laughs> well, it's just, I, I like to advance only a little bit in the sense that, I think most people are experiencing this. They just don't equate it to. They think it's with. The, I believe we co-create our reality. I don't think yeah. we. I don't. I think we co-create with the collective, uh, like you and everyone else. Also, with something maybe this, this field of energy, whatever we're living in. Yeah. You know, uh, I have a yeah. gentleman, um, uh, Riz, coming on tomorrow. We'll be talking about he. Not, there's and he's a brilliant man. He's there's a is a. I think it's Verk Riz Verk. And he's talking about how there's 98 percent chance that we're all living in a simulation, you know? <laughs> but you know. But I mean, but that yeah. that, that goes beyond our yeah. conversation for today. But yeah. my point being is, if, if we just recognize more so um, what's going on, like on an energetic level, leave mm-hmm. it at that. I think that we then when you do find that purpose, you can use your emotional intelligence to to help describe that. Go ahead. Right. Well, I was thinking as you were speaking, I was I was thinking about my own journey and and. You know, I think I think our emotions are energy, right? Yes. Our thoughts are energy, our yes. feelings are energy, our emotions are energy. And, Physical problems and that I can am, be measured, yes. Yeah. And when I'm when I am more awake, more present to what I am feeling, especially when the feelings are stronger, right? When I'm feeling profound sadness or anger or fear, um, generally I um that gives me a great portal to to look at port look at my sense of purpose mm. where it's um you know there's some there's information in emotions right right why right. am i so moved by that right right right, right. why am i so angered by that um, there's probably something telling in those in those moments so and and we may not be able to define that at least not in this hour conversation but there's definitely something to that, and I love how you said it on your own journey, and that's when things flow more so when you're yeah. tapping, when you're the observer of what's going on in your life. Guys, we're talking to Alan Cohn. We can take yeah. another 30-second quick break here. Uh, he's also um, executive coach and team consultant, but he, he helped uh, put the Harry Potter series out there through his marketing um, campaign and what he did, did for the uh, for the Harry Potter, as well as just did a TEDx, and we're going to talk about that when we get back, guys, because it's all about purpose using our talents and our skill sets and our intelligence to help let our purpose unfold and show up 
And now we're going to tie a little bit of energy. What goes on beyond the veil? And how does that help us with the purpose? And as we recognize our own solutions uh, to what we believe and why we believe we're here. Guys, we're talking to Alan Cohen. We're right back. Don't go anywhere. Share this. I'm telling you. More to come. You're not going to want to miss it. Let me set the table with peace and harmony. Forget about your labels and he don't look like me. This is Kurt Arsenault of Arsenault Advisory Group. Do you make a six-figure income but live paycheck to paycheck? You're not alone. Many six-figure income households will buy too much home and too much car, creating tremendous financial stress that builds debt when you should be building wealth. If you make six figures and live paycheck to paycheck, visit arsenaladvisory.com and download our free ebook titled, I Make Six Figures and Live Paycheck to Paycheck. You have nothing to lose and potentially everything to gain. Visit arsenaladvisory.com today. All right, we are back with Alan Cohen, and we have been talking about so many different fascinating things. We're going into more of the esoteric right now, to some degree, but not too far, because I don't want to get too far up off the ground of uh, being grounded and being levitated. However, uh, I was I do want to hear a little bit, Alan, about your TEDx, and what's it, what was it called, and what did you actually speak of? Sure. So, so my TEDx was called The Magic of Shared Purpose. Hmm. And um, just a little, a little context. So I spoke at TEDx Harrisburg, and their theme was chaos. Um, <laughs> so they looked at chaos from a whole bunch of different perspectives. And my take on it was that it's through a sense of shared purpose, not so much an indiv- individual purpose, but shared purpose that the teams or groups experience that we can navigate through chaos in a more, in a more elegant way. And, um, and specifically, I talk about my experience running the publicity and marketing team for the launch of the Harry Potter books in North America, as an example of how a team that, you know, didn't like so many teams, not particularly cohesive, um, you know, kind of chaotic at, in many, in many instances, was able to, um, to create something epic, right. because the shared purpose to get young uh, kids to read great books of fiction. What, what that was, um, that was front and center. That helped us move through the the, the messiness that that a lot of teams and business experience. You know, talk about timely. I, you know, maybe it's a lost generation now, but I tell you, less mm-hmm. more, uh, the more I see, less kids are reading, reading, reading. Thank God for the Harry Potter yeah. books to kind of re re uh, you know initiate just to read because reading is everything to me i would not be where i am today and all my experiences if i didn't get that bug to want to read when i was younger and i can't read anymore it's like i have too much information coming in you know but back then i was reading a lot every day i was from my own entertainment my own information well with the harry potter uh, books uh, what what people maybe don't remember is at that time boys in particular were not reading novels i mean they were reading you know they were reading magazines, yeah. <laughs> magazines and really short paperback books and and uh you know with attention spans of gnats so the <laughs> the the fact that that the boys were reading novels and, and such great fiction um it was really it was really such a testament to joe rowling's brilliance mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. listen you know a, a great book in a lot of ways will sell itself so 
you know, I say with humility, like the publicity and marketing was pretty great, but then we had, we had something that was pretty, uh, um, pretty solid to work with. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, that, that was a pretty magical, magical experience to get, to get boys reading at that time. You know, and, and I don't want to deviate too much, but I do want to spend a minute on the Harry Potter because that was such a, that's, talk about a phenomenon. I mean, I, what was the name of the lady who wrote that? Uh, she's still, is she alive? She passed. I, oh no, J.K. Rowling. Very, J.K. Rowling, yeah, yeah, J.K. Rowling. Very, very uh, a huge philanthropist and uh, right. one of the wealthiest women in the U.K. and gives away so much money to, to help kids and, and schools and um, just an amazing, an amazing person. Rags to riches story as well. All right, she uh, very much you know. so, right? Yeah, yeah. So did did you have a chance to interact with her a lot, or did uh, was that part of a? Yeah, yeah. So in the early days. Um, I, I was, I, I took her to bookstore signings around the country when, when really she wasn't known in the U S at all. And so very, very small groups of people would come out and well, then years later when we toured for the fourth book, um, the lines were, were huge with security and, and all of that, but she hadn't changed. She was still incredibly humble. And, right. uh, but yeah, we, uh, I still have a copy of an email that I sent to her asking her, if she'd come to the United States to do a few book signings and I spelled, um, would you do the favor? I, I thought that she was British royalty. So I spelled favor F A V O U R. That makes me laugh. <laughs> I was just a kid. I didn't know. Right? I was so, <laughs> like royalty. She's royalty. Well, you know, one thing I found Before. not, not is anything equivalent to what you did with Harry Potter books, but I found out this, you can have great content. You can have a great book, but if you can't get it out there, and you can't move it out there, then it means it really means nothing what you've done. And it could have been, I mean, how much brilliant work, brilliant work that's sitting on a shelf right now all throughout the world because they don't, they can't get it out there. So uh, I don't want to deviate too much, but I do want to hear what's your secret sauce on that? Well, that, that's a great story because when we, when our publisher told us that it had to be a bestseller, um, we all, our, our faces dropped to the floor because. <laughs> You know, we didn't know what what it how that was going to happen, and and we got a lot of rejection early on. You know, a lot of Oprah hanging us up, hanging up on us, and all, so we a lot of it was just tenacity and and really belief, right? So you're coming back to purpose. Like right. we knew this was an important book, and it needed to be be read and experienced by by the world. We never imagined it would turn into what it did turn into. But but I'll tell you an interesting story, and then we've done yeah, we pivot, of course, but. But one of the first people to really uh, to really jump on the Harry Potter train was a a woman at National Public Radio who who practiced Wiccan, no right? kidding, the study of yeah. dark arts and, yeah. and all that. And she just she was like she was she reviewed the book and 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 then it started to really take off. But 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 more like a kind of a grassroots level. It, right. Social media wasn't even a thing back then. No, you know? it wasn't. So it was You're totally right. grass grassroots kind of uh, hand to hand. Um, booksellers really, really uh, promoting the books in the stores, things of that nature. So it was it was the long haul. It wasn't it wasn't no this it was. quick fix out there. It wasn't a it wasn't Absolutely. a viral video that went crazy. You know? No, no. But we knew we had made it when Saturday Night Live started parodying. It, you know, probably <laughs> two years in, and we're like, okay, we've got something here. Right. Yeah, when, um, when they're making fun of you on Saturday Night Live, you know you made it. You've made you, it. you made it, right? Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. well, getting back on purpose though, I, I do think that uh, as 
people look back and like I see common themes in my life. Uh, I, and, and I'm sure you look back and, and I, I see some great things I have done and some things I'll take with me and use it as part of my purpose. Some things I'm like, I don't, I just, it, it, it's not, it's not my, my focus right now anymore. So in, in your past, do you look at Harry Potter as a, as, as a purpose or a stepping stone to a purpose that you're doing now? How do you define that? Yeah, absolutely. I think in, in a lot of ways, Harry Potter, that experience is one of my first experiences um, seeing my role more in service to something greater. Um, so it couldn't be just about me. It, it was it was more about how the team could come together in service of something greater than any any than any one of us. Mm. And, um, and as such, we were able to, to elevate or transcend a lot of the, the ugliness that, that humans, um, bring out in each other when, when things are tense. Um, but, but I, uh, I often share the story that, that it, it's what, it's what kind of pivoted, uh, it was my pivot into human resources and then coaching. Mm. Um, because what I realized is that as much as I enjoy getting, publicity for clients and it was really about building teams um and and there were people underneath me who who were really passionate far more passionate about the books than i was and i and i was able to elevate them and really shine the shine the light on them and then and then i i realized that i'm a i'm a coach yeah i'm I'm about helping other people be great and and that makes that that brings a lot of joy to me. So, and then, you know, went out into the world and started helping other leaders be better coaches of their teams. And, and so it was definitely a pivotal moment for me, but not for the reason that a lot of people would think like, Oh, like now you're a hotshot publicity person and you can just write your own ticket. It was more, it was more that um, it, it helped me realize what I really do, what I'm really good at and what I love to do the most, which right. is coach, coach others. Right. Well, uh, listen, I think that's wonderful uh, because it, like you, that when you were able to look back, like I said, I look back at my themes in my life. And when I really look back and I pull myself out of that, what I was doing and look, why was I doing that? It seems so coincidence and random, but then I, I see a common theme. You know, I was a mental health counselor at one point. I was a waiter. Uh, I was, I was in senior health, senior, senior health care. Uh, now I'm in the you know, UI media, which is a found, our foundation started out on assisting people, understanding the power of their intentions. So when I look back, I'm like, okay, I'm in service of, but I'm also, it's a kind of like a caregiver. It's a a caregiver role I play, you know? And then I look at my personality and then I I look at my relationships that I have, you know, I look at all these different things. I'm like, well, I'm more of a caregiver or caretaker, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I'm like, well, that seems to be a common purpose. Now I'm sure my level of emotional intelligence uh, has to play a role in these common themes, even though they're totally yeah. separate. They seem separate yeah. from an outside perspective. Yeah. Well, well, I think that often that if we look back um, to, to our early years, it often leaves their, their, their breadcrumbs that, that <laughs> we leave behind in terms of what, where, um, uh, what, what our essence is, what we're, we're really good at, what we, um, what, uh, what, you know, b- before society gets to us and tells yeah. us like, that's not a thing that we right. should pursue. It's like, um, you know, success leaves clues and, and uh, you have to define success for yourself first, first and foremost, but, but usually like the thing that brought us joy and that we were good at and that, that felt like we could do it forever. Like that, that's usually go back to when you were seven. Um, and, and so you might see certain themes and threads emerge even at 
at the beginning at that very early age. Right. Fascinating. You know, and I, I just find I just I just think if people just took the time and I'm sure you help people when you when they they, they call you up and they, you help with coaching, do you help coaching with like public publicity like that specifically or are you getting coaching in other areas? I coach mainly around leadership, around executive presence, public speaking, okay. team team building, emotion, anything relating to emotional intelligence. Okay. Um, it's hard to not occasionally put that hat back on this publicity <laughs> marketing, especially if I'm coaching people in that in that industry. Right. Um, so you know, I ask permission to take the coach hat off and put the consultant hat on. But um, I listen. I I love marketing and publicity. Um, and I couldn't do it, um, full time right, right. Yeah. <laughs> for somebody else at this point <laughs> in my career. Well, you know, yeah. and if you could use it in what you're doing, cause you have to use publicity and marketing to sell what you're doing too. Um, but yet you're doing on your terms with your own ethics, with your own speed and plan, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not, you're not working somebody else's, you, you know, could be, you know, determining, Hey, do this, do that. Like, I don't believe that. Then you still have to do because that's right. your job, you know? Right, right. It's easy. It's easy to promote something you believe in. Not so <laughs> not so easy to promote something that you don't. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Guys, we've got one last break, but I promise we'll be right back uh, to give us about 30 seconds here. And then uh, wait until you see what we're going to talk about here. We're going to be talking about what he not only is up to, but how do we tie in? How do we tie in our purpose right now today? What you can do today. You'll be able to start focusing your energy on what's important, what's your purpose here in life or purposes. Well, you can do today because where your focus is, right, that's where you go. That's what you create. So it's all about where you put your energy, right? Energy flows where your focus goes. All right, guys, we're right back. Don't go anywhere. You have Alan Cohen zooming in from New York City. See ya. It's time to wake up, Atlanta. Wake up your inner self to the power of your intentions. Wake up to co-create the life you desire. Wake up to a conscious way of looking at the world with the uncensored Shannon McVeigh and the conscious voice of the South, Tim Ray. Tune in to Awaken Atlanta on the UI Media Network sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation and discover a whole new way of looking at the world as we bring to you everything from wellness to entertainment, motivation to current events, games, contests, prizes, and much more. Listen to us on Spreaker and watch us live on Facebook at United Intentions every Tuesday and Thursday from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. You can follow us on Instagram at United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intentions. We hope to see you there. All right, we are back live on the UI Media Network. I am Tim Ray, your host on the Good Intentions Show, talking to Alan Cohen. He's executive coach, team consultant, and all-around cool dude. i tell you what, I really like him a lot. And, um, Alan, you know, just briefly, we were talking in the break about, you know, if we were only a little bit younger, you know, and I don't know, I think I'm a glutton for punishment because I already have a career or I had my career in a company to prove it. Uh, it's very successful in the home healthcare industry. And then I decided to do a, you know, kind of a, a you know, a hobby, midlife hobby here 
of the foundation, the power of intention I believed. And, you know, I did that, started it in 2009. And here I am today uh, doing, a, you know, I probably started putting some time into it last handful of years. But, you know, here I am starting a whole new career, a whole new process, and all the pain and suffering that comes along with launching something new uh, and, and the excitement of a journey of the of it all. I mean, it's, plus, there's, there's good, good and positive. But yet, you know, here it is. You know, I, I, I could be traveling around the world right now. I could be sitting on a boat fishing, you know, if that's what I wanted to. But um, I choose not to because I don't know. Maybe I, I believe I am driven on a more higher purpose, whatever. But you're right. You were talking about how, you know, if, if I had 20 years younger, man, I'd be, I'd be crushing it, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, I, I often say it's like, I feel like there's this conversation that's going on in my head right now between who I was, mm. who I am, and who I'm becoming. <laughs> and, you know, at any given moment, I, I give I give power to one voice over the other. And it's it's tough sometimes to, like, I like what you were saying, that sort of, in some ways, like, when, when you're led by purpose, you know which voice to listen to. Mm. Or it's, it, you know, that's the voice that's telling you to keep going for it. Like, you know, it's not about like, you know, just going, getting Bouncing on a sailboat yeah. and just sailing yeah. away. Yeah, it's you know, you've got something in you that you still want to, that you still, that's still inspiring you. That's awesome. Alan, look what they look what happens when they say when you retire. You know, you die. You know, you die. <laughs> so, you so die. The, a question question to that is: is never retire? Just transition to something else that you're more, you know, you feel more driven to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And since most of us are going to live to like 120, you know, that's like a, that's a long time to be golfing. All right. A lot of years. Listen, I I don't know. Maybe it's just my personality, but when I go on vacation, you know, I I can't have a typical vacation where you sit back. Some people love it. You sit back on a, on a a beach chair and you watch the ocean get them, you know, a pina colada delivered to you and all that. I mean, I, I may be able to do that for like, you know, a half a day, but you know, I need some adventure. I need like where I, I almost lose my li- right. life. I get lost in some unknown place right. and, and, you know, right. you know, a, a rhinos chasing me down or something, you know, there to you me, go. that is a vacation. You know? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. So, um, so you're doing, I love what you're doing because you just transition with all this unbelievable experience. I mean, not only from the Harry Potter, but you work for all these large companies, the Broadway League, um, Work for being pharma to whatever degree, and it seems like you're to the point where you're giving your intentions over to all these other people, creating what they wanted, and now you're at a point in your life where you really want to create what Alan wants, right? Um, yeah. What does that look like today? Oh man, what a great question! All right, so so, but I do like that, it, like every experience that I've ever had, even like you know being fired numerous times, or <laughs> like you know, not at the like, time, but, but yeah, being, now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like being the person who did the firing and then being fired, like it all makes sense to me. It all, um, you know, because I bring that experience to and and a level of empathy to my clients. Yeah. Um, like you know, my the the fact that I was a performer early in my career pays off as a public speaker. Um, but, but for me today, what I'm really looking to do is, um, is build out my, to speak more on these topics to, to associations at conferences and, and also to build to, you know, to, to sort of move more to the one, to the one to many model. So, you know, group coaching, online coaching programs where I can actually impact people all over the globe versus just people here in my, in, in my bubble of New York or or Florida. 
Right. And, um, you know, that that's important to me to to be able to um, and also to be able to work from anywhere. All right. Because because I have a high value around travel and, and autonomy and and, uh, and all that stuff. That, that's great. So you like to travel, like yeah. travel when you want to travel. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And bring my family along. Right. right. Sure. For sure. me, family is, is joy and, and yeah. I want more of that. So. Right. Well, good luck with that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and I do think that you, I do think that you bring a really important part is you can do that now because you've had these experiences. You looked at both sides and you've seen, right. you know, it's, it's not a black and white world out there. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I yeah. love, I love that fact because now I think coaches who do what you're doing have that more of that great perspective on things. You know, it's wisdom to give, you give the best advice. And especially yeah. when it's and when yeah. it's tied, tied into what you're doing. So, what advice would you give now for somebody today who's listening, been listening, um, or listen later on on our podcast on the reruns parts? Uh, what would you advice you give them now to what they could start doing today to start using whatever intelligence, emotional intelligence, to start mm-hmm. finding what their purpose is, and to and then to take that and run with it. Yeah, and this may not be as specific. well. I guess it's related. It's related to EQ, but but you know when you're thinking about purpose, it starts with really what looking at some of those success stories, looking at like where you've been most successful in your life and what's brought you the most joy. Uh, look at uh, begin to analyze those stories in terms of your strengths and gifts. What uh, what what you were really good at. What uh, what where you brought value and 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 made it the most meaningful contribution. And then I and then I you put that to the side for for a moment and look at like what are the things that are happening in your world that really you know, that really kind of tick you off. Um, you know maybe because there there are things that are not happening that you feel in the world could or should or things in even just your community. Um, look at you know all the sort of issues that. That trigger you, or the the people, the relationships, all those things that um, that you feel could could improve, could be better, and if they did, it would make a it would make a significant improvement. And then look at how you could bring those gifts and talents and strengths of your own to to help improve in those situations. And I think often um, that the answer will be there. Mm. All right, it'll it's there's something that you do really really well that you enjoy doing that you've had success doing. Um, that's really needed in in terms of um, where there's pain in in society or in the universe, and right. uh, and you can make an impact even if it's if it's only local. I love that. You know, that's wonderful advice, and I think it's uh, people now. Uh, and I think inspiration is fleeting, but it's fleeting for a reason because inspiration is to do right then and there. You're inspired to do something. Don't put it back on your shelf. Well, then 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 it loses its whole inspiration, right? right. It's, it's to do right. something at that moment. You know, I'm not saying knee-jerk reaction or, you know, instant gratification, but inspir- right. true inspiration. What are you going to say? Yeah. Yeah. I would say low impulse control me, right? <laughs> I've like started, I started so many different initiatives and a lot of them don't see the light of the day. But, but um, yeah, no, I think that, I think that if something's really firing you up, you know, I mean, maybe it, it, it starts with a, a, a post on Facebook, but maybe it also is. It, it's it's reaching out to those ten people who liked that post, right? And and thinking about what you could probably come together to do that could make an impact, so that you're not just you're not just like a voice of of discontentment and complaint 
um, that you, that you actually are moving toward a solution that can feel really good. You know, I love that. I love that. Love that. Love that. What are, what are you up to uh, any events coming up or anything, uh, you know, you, you're talking about, I know you said people could contact you and you'll focus on analyzing emotional intelligence, but what, what do you have uh, in store? Yeah. Yeah, well, one of the things that I'm rolling out later in January, um, and I'm filling up a couple of groups of, of men, um, either either solopreneurs, um, men who want to learn more about emotional intelligence and how that can improve their relationships, and another group specifically for men who are coaches, um, coaches or consultants who want to look at EQ and you know get their sort of understand their own EQ composition and how they can can um, modify it so that they can get more of whatever it is that they want in their lives. Those are the things that are, are, are truly top of mind. Um, and certainly to come out and speak about the power of purpose and organizations. And I love to travel. So come invite me and, uh, you know, I'll bring some copies of my book. Well, listen, and uh, you have your book with you now. You can show people. I do. Can I stand up? Yeah, and sure, move? sure, yeah. sure. Ah, there you go. All right. There you go. And, it's called uh, and what's the name the of it? Connection. The Connection Challenge. Oh, wonderful. All right. Finding Power and Possibility in the Age of Distraction. <laughs> Absolutely. Know you know, and, you know, and I, I think there's a reason for everything. And I'm not sure that um, that people, you know, I, I when, when you look at things that are negative at the moment, we label negative like getting fired. Okay. Mm-hmm. At that moment, you're in the drama. You know, it's the worst. Some people kill themselves over these type of events yeah. in their lives. And it's the worst. Usually stressful. I, yeah, and it's the worst thing you think of. I mean, all and majority of it they do themselves in is is a future anxiety has never really truly occurred, even though the event right. had happened, you know. And right. and right. but yet when you look back later on in your life, sometimes some people sooner than later, you're like, I would never change that moment ever. Right. It was the best thing ever happened to me when I got fired, you know. Right. Uh, to me, I had a similar experience. I had a high-powered position. I was vice president of operations for a $100 million company, traveling all over the world. I had it out with the CEO, and I was fired. I had two small kids at the time. I had a, a, just in the middle of a divorce and bought a house I couldn't live in. I, it all occurred within you know weeks. And so, and here, I look back now. I'm like, if that event didn't occur, I wouldn't be here right now today. Right, right. And it's so hard to see that in the moment, right, when right. you're in – and rage and resentment. Yeah. Um, but but years later, often in hindsight, we can see that that was actually a gift. And uh, but I never ask clients in the moment, you know, what's the gift in that experience? Because they got to pay their rent. You know? <laughs> it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel and, good. You know, and avoiding it and denying those feelings and not going through it, I think is the worst thing because then you never learn from the event, right? No, we got to embrace the dark and the light in us. The, <laughs> you know, the good boy, the bad boy, the the, the part that loves, the part that hates. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's make a friend of the seven deadly sins. Just don't, you know, don't hurt anybody or yourself in the process. Or not. <laughs> you but, know, yeah, it's if, all if, part if, of the experience. If we could just be kind to ourselves, things would just change because we're the worst critics. Most of us are, and uh, you know, if, if we only heard what we actually say to ourselves, we would be devastated. You know. And, right. uh, you wouldn't talk to your dog the way that you talk to yourself on, on a bad day. Right? <laughs> Literally. Well, Alan, I really enjoyed uh, this time with you. I want to thank you for coming back on and uh, sharing yeah. your wisdom. Again, people want to reach you. Best way to reach you is how? Is uh, alansamuelcohen.com. A-L-A-N-S-A-M-U-E-L-C-O-H-E-N.com. All right. Wonderful. Well, Alan, until next time, um, I listen, I will stay in touch. I'll make sure I get your cell and I'll text that. you and all that. 
Uh, and in addition to guys, don't forget, wake up tomorrow morning with uh, Wake in Atlanta. We'll be talking about holiday love. On top of, we have Tanya M- M- MFK coming on My Design Live today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. She'll be talking with life coach Linda Monk about journaling to prevent burnout. Great solution to uh, this overwhelming information coming in. Okay, guys, until then, see ya. Adios. You have been listening to The Good Intention Show on the UI Radio Network. The Good Intention Show is sponsored by the United Intentions Foundation at unitedintentions.org. Look for us on Blog Talk, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, and many more. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram under United Intentions and on Twitter at Higher Intention. Be sure to log on to unitedintentions.org, a virtual community where you learn to create, track, and manifest your passions, one intention at a time. Have a wonderful day, and until next time, live life with intent. The United Intentions Foundation and its associates take no responsibility for the opinions and statements made by the talk show hosts or their guests. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.